Hello everyone, I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. All right, queens, we are happy to have Emily Anderson in studio today. I'm so excited to have her. We're going to be talking about um, trauma and yoga today. So um, let me tell you a little bit about Emily. Emily is a licensed therapist and founder of Embodied Counseling and Yoga in Kansas City. She's a registered yoga teacher and a certified trauma-conscious yoga method facilitator. Emily applies the integrative approach to therapy and trauma healing that is informed by neuroscience, Oh, yeah. Hashtag nerd out. <laughs> one of our favorite words. And rooted in compassion and validation. Compassion oh. is one, too. Yeah. She utilizes evidence-based modalities such as EMDR, yoga, mindfulness, and somatic experiencing. She offers individual trauma-informed therapy for adults as well as groups and workshops. Emily's intention as a therapist is to provide a safe space for individuals to get curious and cultivate an awareness of their own mind-body connection, a space where they can tap into to their innate resiliency and their body's own wisdom to heal. Emily is a former collegiate athlete and marathon runner. She found healing benefits personally from the modalities that she now offers professionally. When she's not working, Emily's favorite ways to recharge are traveling internationally, hiking new trails all over the world, sipping on a mug of hot tea, and spending time with her favorite people. Hi, Emily. Hi. Hi. And and talk about um, your travel Instagram is like... (laughs) <laughs> very jealous <laughs> she gets around yeah you got ID envy oh my gosh yes you, what's the, where's the last place you've been Emily Big, um, like international travel last international travel mm-hmm. mm, Peru mm-hmm. I think I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. She's serious. Have yoga mat will travel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, let's first do some defining. When you say trauma, can you define that for us and describe what type of trauma that you work with in our practice? I know as a therapist, I don't even know if you still, the big T, little T, mm-hmm. um, and um, if you still use that lingo or if it's a little different. So can you first tell us what trauma is in terms of therapy yeah Yeah. so if you're open i'd actually like to start with a little bit of an exercise okay (laughs) we get excited for you too and then also for for your listeners but just to to notice just hearing the word trauma like how does your body initially respond to that what initially comes to mind i get a little nauseous yeah. I do. I want to curl up in a shell. Yeah. <laughs> like a turtle. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a heavy. It's a overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes when people think of trauma, they think of like specific events. So they think mm-hmm. of like war, combat, rape, sexual assault, yeah. thinking of car wrecks, you know, the actual events themselves. Um, so I think what's helpful is actually to widen out that that view of trauma, so mm-hmm. not thinking about it as the specific event, but looking at 
how it actually impacts the nervous system. So um, because when we think about uh, those events, a lot of times people are like, oh, I haven't had trauma. You know, I haven't had oh, those yeah. things happen. So yeah. I've never been to war. You know, so it's like, no, I, I don't have trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's helpful to widen that out and realize all the ways that our system has actually been um, impacted and, and overwhelmed. So the framework that I use and that I um, use to think about trauma and talk to my clients about trauma is um, informed by Peter Levine. So he's mm-hmm. the creator and founder of Somatic Experiencing, which I know we'll talk about later. But yeah. so this is all from from his information is, again, trauma is not in the event, but in the nervous system. So mm-hmm. in the response. So mm-hmm. looking at anything that overwhelms our ability to cope can be registered in our system as traumatic. Mm-hmm. So anything that's too much, too soon, too fast, that overwhelm is going to register as traumatic. So that takes it outside of just the event, like only mm-hmm. these things cause trauma. It's like, oh, wow, actually pretty much anything could be registered mm-hmm. as trauma. Mm-hmm. And we can develop symptoms of trauma from almost anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, that really widens it out and people can realize, oh, actually, there's been some things that have been overwhelming oh, and well, stressful. Absolutely. Right. Now I'm like, no okay, kidding. Kidding. that's a lot. Yeah. But I can see how people, I don't need help for this. It's not... It wasn't this, this, this. However, yeah. our body is responding very similarly mm-hmm. to even mm-hmm. like big events, small events. It's yeah. how our body responds to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. body is still responding. Our brain's still responding. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, when we, when we get outside of a specific event, then we're able to see this more complex ongoing trauma. So it's not just this one-time thing that happened. It's this ongoing repeated exposure to things that are overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that inner uh, interpersonal trauma mm-hmm. or more sy- systemic trauma that mm-hmm. we, we can experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because everybody's always going to go and try to com- then start comparing traumas, uh-huh. but the body doesn't work in that way. Yeah. yeah. The body doesn't know. Yeah, yeah no. it's not that competition. And that, that's a lot of people that I... I work with is is kind of wanting to minimize say oh I didn't have it that bad other mm-hmm. people had it worse so yeah. um, so mine doesn't count right yeah so what type of populations do you work with is it pretty anyone that has yeah been um, again because it's not as much about the event yeah. really we're working with how it's showing up in the nervous system now in the present moment mm-hmm. um, so it can be all types of trauma but my background and experience is a lot of working with sexual trauma mm-hmm. um, and then I do work a lot with um, like ongoing early childhood trauma and Mm -hmm. how that's showing up now. So to think about it in another way too, in terms of that too much, too soon, too fast, that overwhelm, Mm -hmm. we can also also think of it as something that's not enough for too long. So that's looking more at those developmental attachment wounds. So it's not something that happened, but not having those emotional or physical needs met Mm -hmm. for too long is going to register as overwhelming and as a life threat. Mm -hmm. And it's going to can create symptoms of trauma as well. Mm -hmm. So I I work a lot with that. Um, The other one I work a lot with is transitions in life Mm -hmm. um, because that's oftentimes when old stuff bubbles to the surface. Yeah. And thinking about the, the population that, um, or maybe some of your listeners, more the athletic world, Mm -hmm. um, that transition from identity being fully as an athlete mm-hmm. yeah. to then transitioning out of, oh, yeah, yeah, what Big. now? Big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can bring mm-hmm. up a lot. So Absolutely. that's um, an area I really like as well. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of start it from 
the head down, like the, the neuroscience of how our brain is impacted mm-hmm. from trauma, how mm-hmm. the body responds, mm-hmm. and why yoga kind of puts those puzzle pieces together. Yeah, yeah. What's absolutely. What's happening in there? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Let's go on that snooganin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a country thing. <laughs> we are in Missouri. It's <laughs> a good word. Um, yeah, so I'll start just kind of kind of long story short at the end and then I can go into more but basically trauma doesn't just impact the parts of our brain that are responsible for logic and reason Um, that part of our brain actually goes offline when we're overwhelmed Mm -hmm. so it's really impacting those lower level parts of our brain like our brain stem and our limbic system the parts of our brain that are responsible for survival Mm -hmm. and safety Um, yeah (laughs) and and it deeply impacts our body as well on lots of levels so it's important to not just you know talk therapy can be really really helpful And if that's the only way that we're trying to heal, we're only communicating and working with the part of our brain that's logic and reason and language, well, that part of our brain was offline. Yeah. So we really need to involve the lower parts of our brain and our body in the healing, too. Mm. Yeah. So that's why somatic approaches and approaches that tend to be more bottom up, so those lower parts of the brain and the body as well, are are really critical, too, in healing. Mm Mm-hmm. So how does kind of yoga, how do you use yoga in your practice and how is it helpful? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I uh, use what's called trauma-informed yoga. You could also call it trauma-sensitive yoga, trauma con- There's lots of ways <laughs> to describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which means what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's different than traditional like yoga that you would go to at a community studio. So the intention behind it is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is uh, a, a main focus is around choice. So when a trauma happens, when something overwhelming happens, we don't have choice over it. It's something that's done to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so with yoga, it's not about somebody or the facilitator saying, do this with your body. Um, that's going to be more traumatic, keep you in that cycle of not having choice of being mm-hmm. traumatized. So it's really about finding and offering lots of choices and lots of options so people can slow down and get curious about how their body actually may want to move mm. or maybe not move. Um, so it's it's much more that intention of choice mm-hmm. and slowing down and being mindful and noticing how our body feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emily was great. She let me come in and do um, kind of a session with her just mm-hmm. to see what it was. Um, and it was really interesting to kind of think because you – you can do this, or you don't have to, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can do this, what mm-hmm. makes your body feel good. I'm like, you know, this is really probably a little bit more meaningful because it was about choice and what my body mm-hmm. felt like and mm-hmm. what was coming up. Empowerment. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Another um, way that mm-hmm. yoga is really helpful, just one one other thing is, um, well, there's lots of ways, but one other <laughs> one other thing for, for today um, Often when, when trauma happens, a disconnect happens. So we mm-hmm. get disconnected from our mind. Our, our mind and body get disconnected. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of go around as these like floating heads and not really feeling our body. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you ask somebody like, how does that feel in your body? What do you notice in your body? It's like, what do like, you what mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When I was first asked that question, I was like, I, what are you talking about? Exactly. What body? <laughs> I have no what idea. Um, so yeah, it can be really hard. So if, if you're just sitting in stillness and you're trying to see like, what, what do I feel in my body? It can be really challenging. Mm-hmm. So a way to another entry point is to add some gentle, slow movement. So even just as you, if you begin to like rock side to side or shift forward and back, 
you're able to have more access to those physical sensations in your body with that movement. So you're you're just opening up and building your capacity to, to notice and to feel those sensations in your body in a different way than if you're just mm-hmm. being still. Mm-hmm. What do you say to the, the client that comes in and says, like, I don't want to feel my body. Like, mm-hmm. I would rather it be separate and not yeah. have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of validation because there's very good reason why we leave our body. There's very good reason why we don't want to be in our body. Um, So, yeah, a lot of validation around that um, because it makes sense. And so very much normalizing, it makes sense why you left your body Mm -hmm. and it makes sense why you don't want to go back. And so along with that, providing some education on why it's why it can be important and helpful in the healing process. Um, And then giving that choice of doing it in slow ways. So we don't want to overwhelm and go all into the body. So that's what I tell a lot of clients is, you know, just because we're talking about being in the body and the importance of it doesn't mean that we're just going to go all in and like, okay, now you have to be in your body for this whole, you know, 50 minute session, like stay there. Like, no, (laughs) it's going to be too much. So we do it in these small doses um, that feel safe and feels okay. So dipping in for, you know, a couple seconds, how does that feel? And then we come back out and then building up that capacity to be there for longer. Yeah. What would you say, yeah, to that same client who's like, so what's the benefit of me tuning into my body? Mm-hmm. Like, what's so big about that in terms of like the healing process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this sort of gets into more of that somatic experiencing. Yeah. So I can share a little bit about yeah, that and then do. kind of answer your question. So mm-hmm. somatic experiencing or what they call SE um, is basically the life work of um, Peter Levine. Um, and it's a body-based holistic approach to healing trauma mm-hmm. and to regulating our nervous system. So it starts with that place of having um, – of getting in contact with your body to notice those sensations and be able to, to describe what's happening in your body. Um, and that's not something we're taught. No. <laughs> um, it's yeah. not something we're, you know, we, we learn growing up. So it, it takes time to, to learn and to, and to know what that's like. But once we can start to have more awareness of what's going on in our body, the more we start to know when we're dysregulated, when we're regulated. Um, and so it's going to help us to have more of that regulation in our life because that's what we're going for. Um, mm-hmm. We don't want to be on this like roller coaster up and down feeling like we don't have control. We want to be able to to ride the waves a bit more. Mm-hmm. So to have skills to manage and to regulate uh, and to tolerate difficult um, situations. So mm-hmm. the more we listen to our body, because our body's trying to tell us and give us those. The, yeah, yeah. But we have to listen. Yeah. I know as a dietitian, I always appreciate combining that because so many times, like with intuitive eating, like hunger and fullness, well, if they're disconnected from their body, there's yeah. no way they can do the work of intuitive eating. Yeah. So I had a client yesterday that was like, well, I just can't do this. I just feel full really quick. I'm like, well, where do you feel fullness? She's mm-hmm. like, well, up in my rib cage. I was like, well, that's not where your stomach's at. Mm-hmm. And so being able to talk about like the vagus nerve and how yes. that connects. And she actually is um, into yoga. She was able to go like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Then I was able to use her practice to then connect with fullness and hunger. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So intuitive eating or any type of following your intuition at all, mm-hmm. really until our nervous system is regulated, we can't trust our intuition because we. it, it yeah. could be that more um, symptom of trauma of being hyper alert and mm-hmm. looking and scanning for danger all the time. And it may not actually be there. So there are these perceived dangers that your system's responding to or trying to keep you alert to mm-hmm. when really they're not there. So until we can regulate find a way that. to regulate, 
then we can start to trust that intuition. That one more time for all of our eating disorder clients that want to jump straight into intuitive eating. Uh, and yeah. tell, can you say that one more time? Yeah, yeah. So until our nervous system is regulated, we really can't trust our intuition, you know, because uh, we're going to have lots of missed signals going mm-hmm. until that's regulated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saying that we're unsafe, even mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. So calming that down first mm-hmm. and then introducing that. Understanding it. Then you can actually listen and connect with your The benefits body. of therapy plus dietitian. Yeah. When it comes mm-hmm. to Team. eating disorder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yoga. Yeah. And you were saying like jumping right into something. That's, that's the thing with the somatic approaches is they're not about this big cathartic release or big shi- those big shifts, mm-hmm. even though sometimes we want those cathartic <laughs> moments. It's like, away. yeah, <laughs> like get, get through this faster. Um, it feels like we're doing something. Yeah. Um, when really, going back to that original kind of definition of too much, too soon, too yeah. fast, even if our brain thinks, oh, this is a good thing, mm-hmm. our system is registering this is too much, this is too fast, and so it's going to be re-traumatizing yeah. for your system. Mm-hmm. Um, so... SE especially goes for more subtle, more gradual shifts and slowly building that tolerance. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually helpful for some clients who are like, who thinks jumping, jumping into trauma therapy would be like, oh, it's too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. It's mm-hmm. too much. Um, and that's not how it is, but there's a lot of clients that like, I, we need to work on your trauma at some point mm-hmm. and right. they're. It, yeah. It's it's a step process. It's yeah. not like you go in and like, all right, tell me all about your Yeah, <laughs> but maybe they've yeah. been to a therapist where they're not trained in trauma, yes. and that was their experience yes. of where they Very had to, to share their story um, <clears throat> and, and just talk about it over and over, which is going to be re-traumatizing. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do that again. It's like, yeah, of course not. That, mm-hmm. that sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's a big piece in, in that first session is that education around it's not about re-traumatizing you. It's not about telling your story over and over and reliving yeah. it. Um, we actually go very, very slow and we get really curious and we just notice what's happening and, mm-hmm. and we respond based on how how things are coming up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very uh, gradual, um, very uh, – for the SC word, they call it titrated. So we have a little titrated, bit, yeah. let it fizzle, so <laughs> mm-hmm. let it settle down. Add a little bit more. So, again, building that capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I heard a quote one time. It said, um, the fastest way to heal trauma is slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, mm. <laughs> yep. I hate that. And it's so true. Sorry. Yeah. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. And in that, again, I'm going to be the naive dietitian with the trauma work. Don't you want it to be slow and intentional because then they finally can connect back online and mm-hmm. use the rational part of the brain to go in and explore that more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so many people don't understand what trauma therapy looks like yeah, and so absolutely. like what to expect, so I think that's helpful. Yeah. What does somatic mean? Let's yeah. define that. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> the body. So soma is, is the body, so it's a body-based. Got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and how it's a great is that? Because more people, I think, are familiar with EMDR. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those are very two different treatment mm-hmm, modalities mm-hmm. for trauma. Can you kind of explain the difference? Yeah. So now that so I have um, done EMDR, uh, used EMDR in my practice for um, a little over three years, um, and it can be really, really beneficial as well. Um, one part of that is that we don't have to talk about it. It's it's uh, also, a, a, it can be a, a somatic approach as well, mm-hmm. not quite in the same way. Um, 
but people don't have to t- retell their story over and over again. Yeah. So that's re- that can be really reassuring for people like, oh, okay, good, I don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, so it's bringing in some um, bilateral stimulation. So that's getting into like different, um, that's a whole different part of the brain and things <laughs> like that. But I will say that now that um, I have the training in somatic experiencing, there's ways to bring that into the EMDR work. Mm-hmm making sure that the EMDR work is still gradual and and mm-hmm. slow and gentle, whereas some people have experienced EMDR to be overwhelming because yeah. you're kind of going to the worst part right. of the trauma, uh, mm-hmm. and that can feel like too much. So really, we want to kind of start at the outer edges where it feels mm-hmm. a little bit safer and, and again, build up that tolerance to be there to, to process that and then get a little bit further in. And kind mm-hmm. of work our way to, to the parts that feel the most intense, not going to the worst part and the most intense part first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And shifting gears, I could see where, like, an athlete in an injury, how they're going to tend to be more protective of their body from. So, like, mine ACL completely tore mm-hmm. as I was, like, turning on my left so for years, anytime I would start to make that movement, I was like guarded yeah. for fear of that that was your body happen. was bracing. And, mm-hmm, and yeah. they say mm-hmm. that actually your injury risk goes up yeah. because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That bracing pattern to try to protect. So that's a lot of what SE is looking at is that that fight or flight response, that fight, flight or then freeze response of tracking and noticing what got stuck. So then there's that that bracing pattern um, and being able to notice that and then to actually track that and move that through to let that complete through your body. Mm-hmm. So then you don't have to have that pattern all the time, that mm-hmm. that bracing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably why my IT band for years barked at like, me. Ow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Let me go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Super interesting stuff, Emily. Well, tell us a little bit about where people can find you and what you have going on kind of in your practice right now. Yeah. So I see uh, individual clients. I work with adults. Um, I also offer different groups and workshops, um, offering a a, a yoga and therapy group right now. Um, And I've got another workshop coming up uh, in November. Um, Can you tell us about the workshop? Yeah. Yeah. It's a a gratitude workshop. So it's a very Mm -hmm. body-based. There's going to be some art component as well. But really... um, not as much gratitude towards outward to all the things that we're grateful for, but bringing that, that yeah. gratitude inwards and mm-hmm. really sending some of that gratitude to our, to our body. And then there'll be a, a, an art activity as well. It's right. kind of centered around that too. So yeah, yeah um, it'll be just a one day workshop. Exactly. Kind to yourself. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my website is embodiedkc.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on Instagram at uh, my handles embodied underscore counseling. Okay. Yeah, we will find you. We'll put yeah. that in the links. Yeah, for sure. So, of course, time to put you on the spot. We ask all <laughs> our guests how they live out the fit philosophy, balancing performance, health, intellect, and time for self. Yes, I love that question. Um, <laughs> we do, too. Yeah. <laughs> like we talk about it all the time with our clients. I think it's important that we're doing it, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I think the biggest one for me, I was thinking about this over the last year, has really been trying to rest. Mm. Um, and I've been working really hard at it. <laughs> <laughs> and it does. It feels like, like it. it's hard work because uh-huh. uh, that's not um, – that has not been my experience in life so far. has been more that busy, go, 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 yeah. do, do, do. And that's what's praised in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so really trying to slow down and to find those ways to rest more. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> But on a more tangible level, you talked about travel. I love traveling. Um, I'm also a huge introvert, so I love to have time by myself. I love to go hiking. Movement in general has been a pretty steady 
form of self-care in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. didn't know you were a collegiate athlete. Would yeah, you I played play basketball. Did at, you? Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back up. Yep. It's getting to be basketball season. Yeah. <laughs> Did you play too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. So now my maybe a little one on one in the back here. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Good, I got my flats on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Emily, thanks so much for being yeah. on. I love talking about this. Oh, this it was, was such an important stuff. topic that we yeah. haven't um, touched on yet, and um, really important for our listeners yeah. for sure. Thank you we'll so check much. Check out your workshop. Yes. Yeah, we'll perfect. We'll put all the info on. Um, all of our social media, too. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Bye, Queens. Today's episode is brought to you by Yours Truly. I'm excited to announce the releasing of my book, Finding Your Sweet Spot in Sport, Avoiding Relative Energy Deficit in Sport, also known as REDS, by optimizing your energy balance. Be sure to follow me on social media or go to my website, www.beccamacomble.com, to find out when the release date is set and when it'll be on Amazon. Bye, queens. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fit for a Queen. And Hashtag Fit for a Queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.